And welcome to another Locked on Twins postcast. I'm your host, Nash Walker, host of Locked on Twins, here with writer at Access Twins, Brandon Warren, after a Twins loss. Before we get into it, I want to tell you about Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choose rockauto.com at home, in your pocket. Go to rockauto.com. Brandon, Twins lose tonight in the opener of this three-game series. Once again, it's a Twins loss that felt like it could have been a Twins win. Chris Archer starts. Was really solid again tonight, Brandon. Yeah, and I'm looking at Baseball Savant. I don't know how many people who listen check that out, but it's a one-stop shop for everything you could want. And only two hard-hit balls off Chris Archer in four and a third. So I know he pitched himself into trouble in the fifth inning, ultimately couldn't finish the fifth inning. Joe Smith comes in and extinguishes that rally. But again, I'm still enthused by the fact that Archer got to 76 pitches and kept the Twins not only in the game, but leading at the time he departed. I think you still have to be encouraged by the fact that this man did not pitch very much this spring and seems to be bringing it a lot better than any of us expected. Yeah, just continues it on for the rotation. Tyler Duffy blows this game in the six, two solo home runs. Uh, I was going to say Carlos Santana, but he sat tonight. Salvador Perez and Hunter Dozier were solo homers in the six. Salvia had two tonight. I mean, what do you do at this point with, with uh, Tyler Duffy, Brandon? Are you pushing him back? I mean, this is a sixth inning. This is the lowest leverage he's pitched in, in in years for the Twins, I would say. Is there anything to be done here? Or you just let him go through his lumps? Yeah, I think at this point, he just kind of takes over that role that John Romero normally would have. And Romero worked two pretty sturdy, solid innings to close out the game. He can work his way back into the mix. But yeah, outside of the fact that the Twins were up at the time when he entered, it was not where you would think it's crunch time for a guy like Tyler Duffy. And like I said, in fact, I believe I said it yesterday, you can't win the game in the seventh inning, but you can definitely lose it. Well, let's just push that dial back one inning to the sixth inning. And that's exactly what Tyler Duffy did. Now, it's not just Tyler Duffy. The offense fell silent against a flame-throwing bullpen, et cetera, et cetera. But, it, again, it shows that the way a bullpen is managed is it's a bit of an art. And, again, you can lose the game in the sixth or seventh inning. You can't win it, but you can definitely lose it. And that's what happened tonight. The Twins bench, you mentioned yesterday, and then we see it tonight, feels a little bit short, and I know they don't want Kyle Garlick in that spot with first and second and two outs against a tough righty. They don't want that spot. He got good wood on it, but he popped it up a little bit to center field. Brandon, it feels like now the Twins need to make a decision with Byron Buxton, and it sounds like it might be heading in that way. Put him on the injured list or activate him soon. If he does go on the IL, who could it be coming up? I was trying to think in my head, I'm thinking Jake Cave, but who could it be coming if they do decide they need another bat off the bench? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the 40 man, it's uh it's a lot of guys that you're not really expecting to be in that mix, whether it's Royce Lewis, um, Jose Miranda. I uh, I'm just scanning it right now, and <laughs> that's about it, man. Yeah. Uh, Position players on the 40, it's light. I think it's got to be, I mean, do you bring up Royce Lewis already? That's, that seems crazy to me, but it yeah. might be the, it might be the move, man. He's been so good at St. Paul. I have to catch myself. I still almost say Rochester, even a few years in it, it might be him. He's off to a strong start and twins fans are going to want to see him. 
one run feels like 10 for this <laughs> offense right now. They yep. go down 4-3. There's three innings left. It felt like the game was over. And then they have a little bit of a chance there in the ninth. Polanco swings at a pitch at his eyes and strikes out and kind of killed that rally. But why does it feel that way right now, Brandon? Do you feel that way? I don't want to put words in your mouth. But to me, one run just feels like such a mountain for this offense right now. Especially late. A colleague of yours at Twins Daily, Andrew Ludke, had tweeted, and we were kind of going back and forth. But since the start of last season, the Twins are like minus 47 in runs scored versus runs allowed after the seventh inning, including wow. extra inning games. Now, I don't know if that was coming into today or after today, but either way, it puts the Twins in the bottom 10 of MLB for sure. So it feels as though they run into these late inning relievers and they just cannot, absolutely cannot do anything against them. And I don't think it's necessarily because a guy like Brents is nasty, which granted he is, but, um, you know, so Stalmont, Barlow, they're all nasty, but the Twins have just not shown the ability in the last year plus to hit after the seventh inning. And so... I think it it feels like a foregone conclusion. When the Twins trail late, you're just like, all right, here we go again. And the chances of them coming back feel so, so infinitesimal that your point about it feeling like 10 runs when it's one is, is very well said. We're going to preview the rest of this series first. The Wolves lost tonight, but uh, if you feel like they'll win in game three, back at Target Center, go to Bet Online. Bet Online is the best place, mobile, website, whatever you need. Bet Online. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball. It's all happening right now. Rain in the forecast during the day, Brandon. I'm hopeful tomorrow that they're going to get this game in at night. Looks like it's going to stop like five or six. I always cross my fingers because rain arts are the worst, but also because anytime the Twins lose, I feel like they just need to get right back out there and play again yeah. tomorrow. It sucks if the game's rained out. But now they've dropped game one of this three-game series. You were hoping they'd go in and win two out of three. I still think have the advantage pitching-wise – Granky might be tough on yeah. uh, Thursday, but Daniel Lynch, Chris Paddock tomorrow. What are you looking for out of the Twins in game two of this one at the K? Well, and I'm curious. You talk about get, er, the the concept of getting back out there right away or getting back on the bicycle, you might say, from a, a, a cliched point of view. I want to see when they put Miguel Sano back out there because, curiously enough, we saw Louis Arise play first base, and everything I saw indicated he was, he was pretty solid yeah. over there. Um, all four guys that played in the infield tonight for the Twins have played shortstop in the big leagues. That probably hasn't happened too often in their history. But I want to see if they go back to Sano with a lefty on the mound. I, I don't have numbers to prove it, but I feel like those soft resets have worked for Sano in the past. Again, I don't have data to back this up, so I don't know. Maybe you agree, maybe you don't. But I feel like it was a very obvious time, sit him against a righty, a hard-throwing righty. Sano has not had good uh, swings against righties this season at all, lefties either. But I think putting him back out there against a lefty tomorrow and seeing if he can kind of get his mojo going again might be a key to the Twins winning tomorrow and you know finishing out the series strong after what, again, was a very disappointing game tonight. It feels like there's validity to that with him in recent years yep. when he hears footsteps. Last year, they moved him to that platoon role. And as you said, immediately felt like kind of turned it on. A lot of Twins fans, Brandon, going back to Duffy, a little bit of Sano in this, tuned out after the first half last year. It was completely understandable. Yeah. But some guys had really nice second halves. Like Tyler Duffy, the stuff wasn't quite there, but he had a nice second half last year. Miguel Sano had a nice second half. I think that might be why people, Twins fans who have who have checked back in, you know, Twins fans who weren't as dialed as, as maybe you and I were late last year, 
are watching and they're like, why, why is Miguel Sano still playing? Why is Tyler Duffy going out there in a, in a one-run game? How much can last year be attributed to that attitude now? A lot. And it's always a, what have you done for me lately? Baseball, or a fandom. Minnesota sports fandom is also very fatalistic. And so, I mean, the, the Wolves came into this game rolling and everyone, you know, they beat the Clippers convincingly. They beat the, the Grizz convincingly in game one. And you still find people who are like, ah, it's still going to all go to heck, you know? Yeah. Same kind of fatalism is what happens in baseball. And a lot of times, too, baseball is a game predicated on failure and how you handle failure. So it's easy to be a pessimist because you're proven right more often than not. And when you are wrong, everyone is happy because the team is doing well. So being mm-hmm. negative like that is it's it's not but a personality trait. Yes, you can't lose if you're negative. So that's yeah. why to me, negativity only works when you're you're backing it up with something. Now, like you said, Sano much better in the second half. Duffy much better in the second half. The problem is they're going to lose some people along the way if they don't start playing better. And this roster is going to get tighter. Maybe those footsteps behind Sano get a little bit louder. And who knows? Maybe Jose Miranda is that call if Bucks and goes on the IL and he starts playing first base. I know he's not playing as well as Lewis at St. Paul, but Trevor Larnick wasn't playing that well at St. Paul either when he came up. So who knows? There's a lot of moving parts here that could make our interactions here after games pretty interesting the next few uh, few days here. For sure. I felt like coming into this year, this team could be volatile. They could be very good. They could be poor. They could be probably will be somewhere in the middle, but it feels mm-hmm. like after every game, it's like, we feel really good after yesterday. Twins fans are feeling good. And then you come into tonight and they lose game one at the K. Thought the Royals played pretty well tonight, Brandon. The power was there, pitched pretty well on the back end. Carlos Hernandez was okay. What did you think of the Royals' performance? Do you feel like the Royals won this game? Did the Twins lose this game? A little bit of both. What was your perception of that? Yeah, it feels like the Royals are kind of on the cusp of figuring it out, and they've got some young, exciting pitchers. Carlos Hernandez wasn't even a name that I brought up when I was talking about the young, exciting guys. And then you look at him hitting 97, 98 on the gun. Um, You know, I did write him up for the series and he's actually really struggled at the K in his career compared to pitching on the road. So that was a, that was obviously a a good sign for him to look a little better this time around. Salvador Perez has like 30 career home runs against the twins. So you're never (laughs) really going to shut him down and they're scrappy. They really are. I mean, they're not afraid to put Bobby Witt at number three in the order, but you're not going to have, you know, facing Nicky Lopez later in the order. And even Whit Merrifield's a pain in the butt. They've got guys up and down the order that are going to annoy you left and right. And they're just plucky enough to win somewhere between 78 and 85 games. So uh, they look good tonight. And it didn't look like a team that had been as frustrated as the Twins have been the last two days here. And trust me, they have been frustrated. They just made it look good tonight. Series isn't over. Two more games. Wednesday, Thursday. Twins win both, and they get out of there two out of three. We said it in the in the Red Sox series. They found a way to split. Maybe they find a way to win this series. Starts with tomorrow. Brandon, thank you so much. We will be back tomorrow. Like and subscribe to the channel, Lockdown Sports Minnesota. We will join you then again. Hopefully, after a Twins win, they're four and seven. They've dropped seven of their first eleven. Sky's not falling. We'll play again tomorrow. Brandon, thank you so much. We will talk then. Don't be sad, Nash. Two out of three wouldn't be bad. (laughs) I love it. Thanks, Brandon.